You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hey everybody, welcome to Morning Breath. It is a beautiful Thursday, November 18th, and we're glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us to get into the Word of God. That's what we do on Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, uh, personally, and then we come down to the studio here at the Maryland Campus East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited, man. I've been enjoying some of this weather we've been yeah, having. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's been crazy. Cool, get it? I know, See right? See what I did there? Isn't that I cool? Felt, yeah, I felt it's been super, awesome. felt super holy. I got to bring out my jean jacket. Oh, my gosh. Like, That's cool. Like every pastor in the world, we all own one jean jacket. So, I, But I was recently in Ohio and yeah. in Colorado. Okay. In both places, it went down to a little over 20 degrees. Wow. So I've been, I've been in some really cool weather, but it was great when we came home from a lot of traveling. That the weather had broken in Florida a little bit, and it was a little bit cooler, so it's felt great here. Nice, yeah, yeah awesome. absolutely. Anyway, what's uh, what's going on? What what tell the folks how to get involved in Morning Breath? Man, we want you guys to jump in. This is a great personal devo, or even a small group if you guys wanted to. Yeah. Is to um, and how you can how you can jump in and find out what we're doing is first anything East Coast Christian Center. Get our app. Yep. Get our app. It has the weekend uh, worship experience. It has groups on it. it. Has events that we're doing. I'll tell you some events here in a moment, but uh, it has Morning Breath on it as well. Yep. Also, a little known fact, it has something called Scriptures That Heal on there. Oh. If you hit in the the media section, you'll find it real quick. And then it's just Pastor Dan reading uh, reading scriptures that are healing-based scriptures. That might be for someone listening right now. But Come on. you can find this podcast um, on the app. You can find it on our website. You can call the church, uh, 321-452-1060. We'll get you plugged in. And all of this will get you the chapters we're going into and the chapters we've been in. And uh, follow us on social media. We'll be able to get you hooked up that way as well. So Awesome. Yeah, man. So we got one announcement. Uh, there are some other things going on, and as Pastor David said, you can get on our events page, either on the website or on the app, and that's the easiest way to get all things East Coast. But we've got East Ki- Coast Kids Live, and that's this Friday night. Yes. Yeah, what, the date is at the 19th. The 19th, yep. 7 to 8 p.m., a great family event. If you've got kids, there's no age limits on this. If you'd like to come out, there's going to be giveaways. There's a couple. Uh, there might be an electric scooter or so. They're giving away. They got some great giveaways. Be a fun event, high energy, Bible centric, great event for your family and your kids. So it's come on super out. Cool. Yeah, seven to eight. Be fun. Uh, we have a lot going on. Like we said, go to the events page of the website. There's no way on a Sunday morning or Saturday night we could let everybody know everything that's going on, even in this moment. So yeah, sure. just if you ever wonder and you want to invite a friend, a family member, or a coworker, just go to our website and go to the events page. Absolutely. John 11. John 11, big chapter, so we better get in it because we got yeah. 57 verses. Um, I've got a break uh, either at, probably I'll read through 27. How's that? And then sounds you can good. take it up at 28 because okay. there's, a, it's, there's a really good break there. Well, that sounds awesome. New King James for me. What about you? New King James for me. Wow. Let's do this. All right, Pastor Dan, <clears throat> I say to you, read, sir. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, 
but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not, excuse me, in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking of taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. Nonetheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I am the resurrection and the life. Excuse me, that's uh, the footnote there. Excuse me. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Mm. And when she said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, whom opened the eyes of the blind, also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they, then they took the, away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you, for you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. 
Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And when and he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with it grave clothes. This face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. The plot to kill Jesus. The many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen many things Jesus did believed him. But some of them went away to, to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, uh, Saphius, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people. And now that the whole nation should... or not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for that nation only, but also he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on they plotted to put him to death. Therefore Jesus no longer walked openly amongst the Jews, but went from there in the country near the wilderness, a city called Ephraim, and there he remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near. And when many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves, then they sought Jesus and spoke amongst themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. Amen. Amen. Lots of plotting going on here. There is. There yeah, is. There's lots of plotting going on here. You know, it's interesting. This this part here in verse 33, it says, Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. That's an interesting statement, groaned in the spirit. And then in verse 38, it says, Then Jesus again groaning mm-hmm. yeah, so in life. himself yep. came to the tune. That's an interesting word, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Embrimaomi is uh, a, a very rough translation how you'd pronounce that in the Greek, but it's an interesting <laughs> word. The word means to snort with anger, to have indignation, to sigh with chagrin, to sternly enjoin, to straightly charge, to groan, to murmur against. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't like like the groan of uh, like when you're exasperated. You know, when it's just like, oh, I don't know what to do, or oh, not again. That's kind of a groan that maybe some of us out there have said, you know, before, like when you're potty training your small child and they, you know, they right. they let you know they just went in their diaper again and it's like, ah, not again. It's not that kind of groan. There is uh, the the groan here is uh, is 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 all of the righteousness of God rising up in Jesus against sin and death at this moment. Come on, he is he is groaning. He is snorting like a war horse uh, because he's you know getting ready to make war mm-hmm. against Satan and his kingdom. 
And so this groaning, and it may very well be tied to Romans 8.26 that says we we pray with groanings that cannot be uttered, you Mm -hmm. know, where there's, you can't be articulated, Mm -hmm. one translation says. And so not real words or even syllables like like may come out when you pray in the Spirit. And same chapter, it says this world groans for the children of God to take their rightful place. Yeah, in Romans, yeah, as as well. So there's this, uh, Mm -hmm. this thing here. And anyway, it's... It's him rising up, and of course, then we also have the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus <laughs> wept here, and what's he weeping about? I think he's weeping for a lost world, a fallen mm-hmm. man. Come on. The, uh, the doubt and unbelief that's going on around him is so difficult, because he's trying to tell Miriam and Martha, look, I'm, I'm going to go raise your brother from the dead, and they can't get it in the now. They're, they can get it that, yeah, in the last day, my brother will rise. They're having a little trouble believing, you know, in the right now. In fact, they there was a little accusation. I think it was accusation where they both said to him, Lord, if you've been here, my brother would not have died. Yep. And, you know, I, I find that happens in so many people's lives that when something bad happens, a lot of times they blame God. Yep. You know, and the truth is Jesus didn't even know he was sick until after he died because the messenger— this was a two-day journey, and he'd been dead four days. And so after the messenger left to tell Jesus that Lazarus was sick, in between the time the messenger left to go get Jesus in Bethany and the time that he arrived there to tell Jesus he was sick, Lazarus had actually died. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus waited there two more days. It's a crazy verse where it says, you know, he heard that he was sick. He st- uh, wait a second, verse 5. Now Jesus loved Mar- Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. It's almost like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. If he loves them and he found out they're sick, why did he wait two more days to come? Well, he, he, he might have waited two more days just to, to, to really drive home the point that he was the son of God because he's raising a guy who had been dead four mm-hmm. days from the dead and like his sister said don't do it don't take away the stone he probably stinks Mm -hmm. and he said roll away the stone anyway and so there's a lot going on here and it's uh, very powerful and you know he's it's in a battle he's in a battle against the world's thinking and the the enemy coming in to kill steal and destroy and he's fired up he's not like weeping the the like we weep sometimes when we're exasperated mm-hmm. or you know it things are too hard or any of those things that's not the kind of moment jesus is having here in front of all these po- people this is him engaging with god to do something incredible this this john 11 is definitely a punch for punch battle between um, the, of Jesus and I, I would say the the methodology of Satan in the world because look how man is operating. They're they're talking to each other. They're plotting. They're scheming. Ugh. They're they're operating in secrecy. All right. And let's say that that's from man to man. So that's horizontal. That's how they're operating. Look how Jesus is operating though. He is operating vertically. He is waiting till his father says for him to move. He is doing what his father tells him to do. He's being kingdom 
um, minded right now. And he's not actually being moved by because if he was being moved by what the people were saying oh, and doing yeah, around yeah. him, he'd have left the second he heard that his buddy was sick yeah. because that's the horizontal pressure he was feeling. But he chooses to be obedient to his father. And that's why he even says the comment, which I love because it shows his kind of MO, his modus operandi of how he operates versus how the Pharisees do. He says, Father, I know I'm only saying this out loud so that they can hear mm. what we've been talking about. Yeah. And, and I believe your life needs to reflect that, that That's your good. marriage, your parenting, your business should be a that that the fruit of your relationship with your savior is what people get to experience. Um, not you trying to control situations by trying to control the scenario or the people around you. Mm. And that's what the Pharisees do. Yeah. So it's harder. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been in situations where, you know, not fake ones. I mean, real situations, real lives, real hearts on the line. And and I've had to take a step back and say, no, I can send that text message or I can make that phone call or I could call that person out and, and confront them. Or I could take one more day and spend it deep in prayer over this. And I actually talk to God more about it than I allow my emotions to talk to other people. You know what's wild here when he says, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I ask the question, when? When did he hear Jesus? Right. Now, it could, quite a, it could have quite possibly been something that's not mentioned in the Bible, that he went away and prayed, you know, while he was with his disciples away from Lazarus and Mary. I don't know. But I do know there were specific times Jesus was speaking about Lazarus, about Mary, about Martha, and, and things like Lazarus sleeps, I go to raise him from the dead. These statements that he made all through, you know, the beginning of this, you know what? God hears everything we say. Mm-hmm. He hears our mutterings, our, you know, our groanings, our like, oh, not again. God hears how we respond. Jesus responded in this situation in faith. He didn't deny natural fact. The natural fact was Lazarus was dead. Mm-hmm. He admits that Lazarus is dead, but he trumps natural fact facts with faith. Verses 14 and 15 are, are so powerful. He says, plainly to them, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. And so Thomas says, yeah, let's all go and die with him. No. Jesus wasn't going for that reason. That natural horizontal thinking, Thomas says, nobly, yes, let's all go die with our brother because they're going to kill us when we get there because it's, you know, they're ready to stone Jesus anyway. And Jesus is speaking faith this whole time. Mm -hmm. So that might be what God heard when he said, I know that you always hear me. Or it could have even been when he groaned. Because the Bible does say that sometimes our prayers can't be articulated. Mm -hmm. It's just a sound rising up from our spirit and coming through our vocal cords. And it might be, oh, you know, I don't know what it is. But he said, thank you that you hear me. So I'm not sure whether it was. I I actually believe it's both. Jesus, here's what we say. Mm -hmm. And the groanings were part of his communication with God as well. Amen. And I feel like also, too, a comment that had said that we could peruse right past looking at some of the details is that the young ladies say, hey, 
listen, I believe it was Martha. It could have been Mary, but like, um, they they said, listen, he's he's dead. And then Jesus responds like, he's not just he's not dead. And she's like, no, I know, I get it. I've heard it before. Yeah. Until he's just until the final resurrection. Hold on a second. A first century Jewish girl that lives out in like a desert feels like that concept is nothing new. She never read Philippians. She yeah. never read Corinthians. I thought that was crazy. She's too, like, brother. and she already says, and then Jew, I believe it's Judah says, Hey, we're all called to die once. Yeah. All right. And and then face a judgment seat of Christ. This is not a new concept. We worship a God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is yeah, the same. Good. His word is not changed. And if you're listening to this right now, and you are not a believer in Jesus Christ. He has never changed in his message. You are going to be judged for the time you have here by a loving and merciful God. So when you present yourself for that, hold to the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, man, man, listen to that aunt, listen to that wife, listen to whoever has been trying to get Jesus into your heart, because you're not listening to this podcast for no reason. Yeah. And this, and this, the thought of salvation and Jesus being the Messiah is not a new concept. And I, I was amazed too that this first century girl in the desert uh-huh. knew this. That oh, I know he'll mm-hmm. rise again in the last day. It was like. Man, these people actually probably knew more. I mean, these are these are friends of Jesus hanging around with mm-hmm. Jesus. So somewhere along the line, probably from Jesus, mm-hmm. she had heard that from him, mm-hmm. and that's that's a powerful thing, and that's faith. But she does it again. It says uh, when Jesus said, verse thirty nine, "Take away the stone." Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, "Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he's been dead four days." So again, she goes back to the horizontal. Mm-hmm. And Jesus then says, did I not say to you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Come on. He tries to bring her right back to that spiritual thing of not way out in the future. I'm talking about raising Lazarus from the dead right here and now. And so he draws her back to faith and believing and, and trusting God. And she shuts up at that point, which is great. And they take away the stone. And then he, he says, come forth which is just a it's Lazarus come forth and I think it's cool that he says Lazarus comes forth and it's just maybe me but he's in an area where a lot of people are buried in caves Mm -hmm. this isn't just like one spot for Lazarus and a thousand acres you know he's the only tomb there this is a burial place he says to Lazarus to come forth what if he would have just said come forth and not Lazarus would everybody have gotten out of their grave? Wow. It's just a wild thought. So it he is. actually personalized it and says, Lazarus, come forth. And so I don't know. When I look at that, I think this is just wild. That is cool. What I, if he'd said, just come forth? There was <laughs> might a lot, have been. A lot more plates at the Thanksgiving might, might table. More, yeah, a lot more plates. <laughs> I love that he looked up. It says there, it says he looked uh, back to that uh, illustration. Lifted up his eyes. Lifted up his eyes because he knew if he was going to have Lazarus come out, his eyes needed to be on his father. That's good. Same with our lives today. If we're going to call out God's word over our lives, our hearts and our eyes need to be on our heavenly father. Yeah. And that's hard when they're when they're rolling away a stone from something that's dead. We're not talking about, you know, an easy situation. These are as emotional, as hard as situations but yet still calling us to keep our eyes on the Lord. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. 
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back, man. It's amazing here that God takes a, a struggle, a tragedy, something very difficult, and does something 
amazing with it. You were talking during the break about that. What do you think? I, mean, I think it's 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 really cool. You know, I've had people have uh, come and they said, "Hey, uh, Pastor, I can't believe that this has happened. This person did this, and and I'm really frustrated with it." But if you take a step back and you're able to breathe and you will say, "Hey, listen, I can't affect what has happened, but I can I can weigh in on what will happen." and be able to have your actions be guided by the Holy Spirit and by scripture on how we respond to that person. If Jesus can go to the cross for our future and our eternity, then I believe we can slow down and we can die to our own selves of wanting to call a person a name and wanting to respond with what we call the truth, which is often our perspective. But let's line our actions up with how God would want us to carry it out because there's a greater blessing inside of that. So that's yeah, absolutely. And you know, we when when we're in a bad situation, it's really hard to keep our focus in the right place. But in a bad situation, it's more important to keep your focus in the right place. And so, whatever you're facing out there, we just want to encourage you, man. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. Great old song about that. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Keep your eyes on Jesus. See you, David. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.